0: Betches Media presents. Ha ha! Laugh funny. Mention it all. A Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. We're oh, gonna check, me, bro. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and we're back on Fridays after a week off for Thanksgiving or for Black Friday shopping or whatever you like to do over your long holiday weekends, there was no Winterhouse to talk about. And, you know, I wasn't going to talk about anything if I wasn't talking about Winterhouse. But now we are back. And I just have to say, it feels like it has been 47 years since the last episode of Winter House. Does anyone else agree with me on that? Like, there are certain shows where I feel like I could pick up, watch it anytime, any episode, I'm immediately in, I know exactly what's happening, I'm excited, it's like a warm hug watching back. With Winterhouse, House, the, they only took one week off, but I sort of forgot it existed a little bit. And I don't necessarily mean that in a shady way, I just think it's one of those shows where it definitely feels like a bonus show like okay i really like summer house and i really tolerate southern charm sometimes i enjoy it sometimes i loathe it but i it feels important and then you have winter house which is kind of like i all watch that it's uh, i feel like southern hospitality is going to be a similar vibe to me where like i watched the first episode I actually quite enjoyed it. If you haven't listened to my interview with Leva from earlier this week, go back and check that out. Watch the premiere. It's fun. It's great. But it's not appointment television. And Winter House, despite having a little more of a bravo, celebrity centric cast, it's similar to me. But here we are. Here we are. Lindsay and Carl are here. We've got some awkward dinners, foxtails, and Cocktails and mocktails. Was it mocktails, foxtails, and mocktails? God, I don't remember a, a damn thing. That preview, I was like, oh right, okay. Oh uh, oh oh right, her. Oh yeah 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 them. Okay okay uh, okay. But I took lots of notes, and here I am, ready to get into it. And you know, we start with Jason and Lindsay. They have to have their little chat. You know, Jason was pretty uh, apprehensive about Lindsay coming to the house because. After the whole miscarriage thing went down, they never really they never really linked up after that. They never really had a big heart-to-heart conversation. And Jason clearly has some feelings about the way that Lindsay went about sharing the miscarriage story. And it's a little hard to fully understand truly what the timeline was of what did Jason know, what did Lindsay tell him, and when. Because... At certain times, he kind of acts like he had no idea that Lindsay was going to share anything publicly about having the miscarriage and specifically having the miscarriage with him. I mean, that's an important piece of it. You could just say, I got pregnant and had a miscarriage without acknowledging that it was Jason. But obviously, that did become a part of the story. So there's one kind of version of events where he didn't know that anything was going to happen. But then what we sort of come to understand is that... Lindsay gave him some kind of heads up that she was going to talk about it, but he seems surprised by the fact that it ended up being a news story in articles, online, all of this stuff. And I I have a feeling this might be the kind of misunderstanding that comes with Jason being very new to this whole territory of being on reality TV, being a public figure, being somebody who, let's face it, likes attention, attention is helpful for, you know, your career overall. And it's one of those things where I think it really is more than anything, just that they weren't super on the same page and that Lindsay felt like she gave Jason the appropriate heads up that she was going to talk about it. It's what happened to her body. It's her story to share. And, Jason just kind of didn't really realize what all that was going to entail. And he says, you know, well, I'm reading this article and they quoted you. And so I'm wondering, like, if you were quoted in the article, why wouldn't I also be quoted in the article? And Lindsay's like, baby, (laughs) this isn't my first uh, Us Weekly exclusive. (laughs) Maybe you're new to this rodeo, but when Mama lands the exclusive interview... She's not coming for your quotes. Those are Lindsay's quotes. That's Lindsay's article. You go get your own exclusive. And I think I like Jason a lot. I think he just doesn't quite understand the 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 world that he's operating in. But overall their conversation I think was pretty fine. Lindsay ultimately does kind of give him the apology that I think he wants. But then, of course, we see her go talk to Carl right after that, and uh, she clearly doesn't feel as great about the conversation. She says that <laughs> that Jason must have memory loss, and that now she feels like her character is being attacked, and she feels like she's you know, supposed to feel guilty about the way that she handled this whole thing. And I think w- when it comes down to it, it, this is hard to really unpack on like a drama level, because it is about something so personal and difficult and you know, just messy in a life way that it's like, it's not the same as when you have petty drama with somebody that's related to a reality show. It's like, this is a real life thing that of course we're talking about on these shows because it happened to these people. But I don't think there's, there's no way to wrap it up perfectly in a bow, but at the end of it, you know, Jason feels like he got his closure and now he's ready to move on with Rachel. Love that for them. I do think they are a very, um, breath of fresh air couple in the house um, compared to Jess and Corey, which we will get to. But you know, I I want the best for Lindsay. I want the best for Jason. I want the best for for all of these sickos. Um, And we'll see. We'll see what that entails. in Orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Meanwhile, Jessica, like I said, is she's getting a wee bit too attached to Corey you know, she doesn't want him to leave the room. And she's, you know, wants to do PDA at the bar all the time. And is kind of like, you know, well, will I like you. So that's how it goes. And then they're at the ice fishing day. And she's telling the other girls that she's in love. And she deleted her dating apps. And like, look, the heart wants what it wants. Feelings are... <sighs> you can't control your feelings all the time. But I, I think Jessica is unfortunately setting herself up to look pretty foolish here. And we see it in the preview for next week, even that it's like, you have known this man for two less than two weeks. And I think Corey, the way that he has carried himself, the way that he just kind of is, it should be pretty clear to you that that he's not coming into this house looking to find true love. This is not The Bachelor. It's not even Bachelor in Paradise. This is this is Winter House. You're there to get drunk. You're there to have you know, get a little messy. There's no ring at the end of this show. And I think I think Jess is uh, I hate to throw uh, the D word. She's being a little delusional when she says in the confessional with a little too much of a straight face that one day in the house equals two weeks in the real world. So technically they've been together for two months. I don't think she knows what technically means. Like, I think she meant to say like, so in a way, if you think about it, it's kind of like we've, she's saying like, no, we've, we've been together for two months because it's been six days in this house. And that's that. That's all. And uh, I like Jessica enough. And I just think that she is kind of being her own worst enemy here. And she's not gonna she's not gonna be happy at the end of it. She already feels isolated from the other girls. And then I think she's maybe overcompensating with the relationship with Corey. But it's just it's just she's not they're not on the same wavelength. And her being more all over him isn't going to make him want to, you know, be exclusive with her and be in a relationship in XYZ. If anything, it's gonna push him in the opposite direction. Because I think he thinks that she's cool, he thinks that she's fun, he thinks that she's hot, he's having a good time hanging out with her. But if she starts taking things to a level that he isn't looking for, uh, it's tricky. It's tough. Hmm. I don't know. The biggest rumbling in the house throughout this episode, which I can't decide if I actually care about, is the whole Lindsay and Austin and Carl timeline. So, as we kind of talked about on the last episode, which like I said feels like it was ages ago, there has been maybe a little bit of an adjustment in the Lindsay and Carl relationship timeline because at Amanda and Kyle's wedding on September 25th, I think. They were telling everyone that they were giving their relationship a chance, blah, 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 blah. It seemed like they were together. We know, and Lindsay confirms, that she spent the night with Austin. Now, the versions of events that night differ, but we know that they were in the room together. Whether it was McDonald, whether she was grabbing a handful of french fries or a handful of dick, up for debate. (laughs) And now... The official Lindsay and Carl timeline has been reset so that they got together and became official and started dating in October, weeks after the wedding. I understand why some people in the house feel weirdness about this discrepancy in the timeline. I feel oh my god, when I used to work retail and you would be on the cash registers and they would have to count out your register at the end of the day, and the worst thing that could happen was that there would be a discrepancy at your register. Like if the chain like the the change was wrong. Ooh. Haven't used that word in a while. Here we are. So there's a discrepancy between what the different versions of events that night. And even Austin, though, is creating a discrepancy with his own account of things, because he's now backtracking on the claim that he made previously that Lindsay tried to have sex with him that night. And we see him saying it last episode. And then now he's like, no, 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 no. I didn't say that. Like, Maybe she touched my dick at one point, but she was really trying to have sex with me. Because I think now that Lindsay and Carl are in the house and everybody is hearing and seeing that they're so in love and they're doing great and this is a real relationship that has real stakes. I don't think Austin wants to be the home wrecker either. If anything, he's he's super uncomfortable with kind of the position that he feels like he's in and I think if he could go back in time to before Lindsay and Carl showed up at the house when he was telling people like Paige and Amanda about what happened the night of the wedding, I think he probably wouldn't tell them. Because he, you know, when Paige is telling Luke, like he feels uncomfortable, or Sierra is telling Luke, he feels uncomfortable that everybody knows. It's... Austin, I think, you know, he can be a little messy, he can be a little obnoxious, but I think at the end of the day, he does still care about Lindsay in at least a friend kind of way. And we see that with their conversation at the end, that he he doesn't have this messy intention of sabotaging her relationship or ruining her time there. He wants to be on a better page as people together. Whereas then you have some of the other voices in the house, like Kyle, like Paige, like Amanda, like even Sierra that have this kind of need to get to the bottom of what happened and to figure out whether Carl knows and if everybody's on the exact same page. And to me, I think Austin kind of is showing maturity in this moment, which is surprising, but he's like, I don't actually, I don't think it matters. Carl is so in love with Lindsay. What, you know, like, What is really to be gained from this, like, you know, through the grapevine news that Lindsay might have grabbed Austin's dick when they were sort of somewhat already, like, it's just, to me, it feels kind of, it feels kind of bad. I don't, I don't love, I don't love the vibe in the house right now, because I don't think it needs to be awkward. I think Now that Austin and Lindsay have had their little talk, the only real negativity in the house is like Sierra and Lindsay, right? Like, okay, maybe Austin and Sierra aren't on the best page. Maybe there's, you know, some other little cracks in the house, but Lindsay doesn't need to be this, you know, cartoon villain figure that everybody's scared of or that she isn't getting along with anybody. It's like, just let it go. Lindsay and Carl are so happy. They're engaged. They're... I don't know. To me, it just seems unnecessary. A little bit like this show. Does the show seem unnecessary? A little bit. Did I miss it over Thanksgiving? Not so much. But will I keep watching? Of course. There's like two more episodes. We're going to get through it. It's all good. And in the meantime,. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone. Don't forget to rate, review, follow the show wherever you listen. Like I said, we had an interview with Leva earlier this week. We had Heather Gay on yesterday's episode. Great stuff happening all around. More exciting stuff to come. So make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram at BravoByBetches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sausmakat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by on Instagram and Twitter. Batches.